0: Welcome to Sweet T and d and D, a Woo-hoo! podcast where we talk about the lore and legends of Dungeons and Dragons, mainly some monsters and some DM or players tips. I'm your host, Zach.
1: And <laughs> Jamie. Wow.
0: I do that to you every time. You, you do. You, you never know what's coming, but it happens every <laughs> fucking time.
1: I'm like, who doesn't know who we are by now?
0: It's in our bio, our description of the podcast in every episode. And yeah, it's. And everything. anytime
1: you see something on social media, I usually put my initial by yeah, it. I'll Thank put you. mine
0: if I respond, but I don't respond very often because no. I'm bad at talking to people. You're bad at social media. You. So today, Jamie is going to talk about the.
1: I really wish you wouldn't do that. I'm going to talk about dryads.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to talk about the roper. But Jamie gets to go first.
1: I do. So dryads are something I've always been interested in, mostly because they come a lot in Greek lore. Like, you always hear about dryads and they and do a
0: lot. Apollo tries to fuck them. That's like I his mean, thing.
1: apparently it's the thing to do. They're when the you're most a fuckable God.
0: plant, apparently.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're not, I, I guess, especially when it comes in D and D. They say that it comes out of the plant and it's like in a humanoid form. I guess it has a vagina. It has a bush,
0: <laughs> ah! ah!
1: but um. <laughs> Okay, see that? So <laughs> see that right there. I know you're That's showing my me laugh. my laugh pattern yeah. in the recording. Thanks. Um, so, dryads are tree bound. Like I said, they are. While they were once human, they are now attached to a tree. Powerful fae will sometimes bind lesser fae spirits to trees, transforming them into dryads. This is sometimes done as a punishment when the fae spirit falls in love with the mortal, and that love is forbidden.
0: Forbidden. Forbidden.
1: forbidden. A dryad can emerge from the tree and travel the lands around it, but the tree remains her home and roots her to the world. As long as the tree remains healthy and unharmed, the dryad stays forever youthful and alluring. If the tree is harmed, she suffers. If the tree is ever destroyed, the dryad descends into
0: madness.
1: That sounds scary. Scary tree fae.
0: <laughs> Don't piss off the fae.
1: And I also want to know why there's only
0: women. It is say women every single time. Why it?
1: aren't there any male dryads stuck to trees for falling in love with human women? I want to know. Um, they are reclusive. fae dryads act as guardians of their woodland. Uh, it says demenses. I don't even know what that word means. I am mean, guess it Homes. means home. That's what context clues would tell you. Uh, shy and reclusive. They watch interlopers from the trees. A dryad struck by the beauty of a stranger might investigate more closely, perhaps even try to lure the individual away to be charmed dryads work with other silver creatures to defend their forest unicorns treants satyrs live alongside them in addition to druids that share the dryads' devotion to the woods they call home they also have woolen magic uh, which means that they can speak with plants and animals they can teleport from one tree to another um luring interlopers away from their groves if pressed a dryad can beguile humanoids with her enchantments Turning enemies into friends. They also know a handful of useful spells. I feel it's very sexist. <laughs> sexist thing here. Only women are getting harmed in the making of dryads.
0: Oh, it's very <laughs> similar. It's a fae thing, I think. Because banshees are like that, too. Yeah.
1: What the, what the hell? It's
0: mm. a very fae, like, mm, keep it in your pants, ladies, or you're so going to be cursed forever. So
1: have toxic masculinity.
0: Probably. Or they're all just so androgynous, you can't tell the difference.
1: Or uh, Wizard of the Coast needs to come out and say that sexist. all fae are women. I'm that would that. be cool. Because, why not? If they're the ones who get punishment, then they should be the only ones. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing at my bush joke. <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> I think it's funny. Okay, so they're medium fey. They're neutral, so it's cool. You could have good trees, bad trees, impartial trees.
0: Um, <laughs> I feel like all trees are impartial, but...
1: <laughs> I mean, when there's a spirit in them of... I would be the most bitter fucking dryad because I'm like, I just thought this guy was hot and I just want a little stick in me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) to find a twig in the bush. I was just
1: trying to get some sap and (laughs) (laughs) now I'm stuck to this tree for eternity and that sucks and God. Anyway, um, they have a natural armor class of 11. If they use bark skin, it goes up to 16. They have 22 up to 40 hit points and a speed of 30. They're pretty casual across the board. Um, they have a strength of 10, a dex of 12, a con of 11, intelligence of 14, wisdom of 15, and a charisma of 18. So they will charm your pants off. <laughs> but um, perception is plus four, stealth plus five, cause of the tree. Um, <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> it's
1: a tree. Because it's a tree in the forest. Um, if a dryad
0: <laughs> fucks in a forest, does it make a sound? Obviously, it makes a really loud sound. <laughs> leaves and rustling. All
1: the fae can just hear it, and they're like, "Oh, we well, got a
0: dryad!" Until they did it. Oh, I thought you
1: meant like bo- if an elf
0: fucks in a forest, doesn't make a sound? Uh,
1: obviously, I guess. I guess elves are super loud. <laughs> 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 just. Uh. <laughs> Not going to make a sex sound on our podcast. Nope. Um,
0: Be the first time. Do you have any oily, slushy sounds we've made in this podcast? That could be anything.
1: I'm not getting a bowl of mac and cheese and stirring (laughs) it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Shh. shh. They won't let the children listen to us anymore. (laughs) Um, It has dark vision uh, up to sixty feet. A passive perception of fourteen. It speaks Elvish and Sylvan, and it's a challenge rating of one.
0: What page number is this
1: on? Oh, that's a good question. It's on page 121 of the Monster Manual. Nice. Uh, They have innate spell casting. Um, It's with its charisma. Thank God. Uh, Spell save is a 14, and the triad can innately cast the following spells, requiring no material components. Uh, At will, they can do druid craft, which... Okay.
0: (laughs) They can tell the weather. (laughs) They can make flowers bloom.
1: (laughs) They can make a small puff of air. They <laughs> I think those are the three options
0: <laughs> of Drew Craft. That's really it. Warm today, warm
1: tomorrow. <laughs> it was warm today, warm yesterday. Hey. This is, fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's gotta suck. Um, three times a day, they can do etang- in, etangle. Etangle. <laughs> Etangled. Entangle and Goodberry. And once a day, they can do Bark Skin, Pass Without a Trace, and shalele. Shalele. <laughs> shalele. Another spell that I'm not quite sure what it does. It, it's like a plus one to your spell.
0: No, it's for it? you can use your spell modifier, I think, to attack instead of using like decks or something.
1: Their theirs is Charisma. Look it up. Let I'm me know. I'm gonna keep reading. Yeah. Um, they do have magic resistance. The Dryad has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. The Dryad can communicate with beasts and plants as if they shared a language, so no interpreter needed. <laughs> They also have tree stride. Once on her turn, the dry can use 10 feet of her movement to step magically into one living tree within her reach and emerge from a second living tree within 60 feet of the first tree, appearing in an unoccupied space within five feet of the second tree. Both trees must be large or bigger. So no new forest. Got to have some big ass trees. No pine. So... <laughs> large.
0: That, <laughs> that means...
1: means pretty freaking big.
0: Large would be 10 by 10.
1: It's a big ass tree. <laughs> um, on the actions, she has the club attack. It's a melee weapon attack with a plus two to hit. Uh, it's plus six if you use Shalili. So I guess Schemele. I guess you were right. It instead of using your modifier on a spell, you can use it on a melee attack.
0: Yeah, so it would be your, whatever your spellcasting modifier is, is what you would use. And then the damage becomes a D8 if it's not already, and the weapon is considered magical.
1: Nice. Okay. Um, Hit, it has two 1d4 bludgeoning damage, or eight 1d8 plus four bludgeoning damage with Shillelagh.
0: I have no idea how to say it. I
1: don't either, so I just say Shillelagh. It's
0: spelled, for those of you looking for the spelling, it's S-H-I-L-L-E-L-A-G-H. i don't know it's a cantrip and it's a i wonder
1: what shillelagh actually is and if it's something really bad
0: (laughs) we're like cursing in a language we don't even know about gaelic for fuck you and i don't even know sorry guys
1: um let's see i also have fay charm Obviously, they're charming as hell. The dryad targets one humanoid or beast that she can see within 30 feet. If the target can see the dryad, it must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom saving throw or be magically charmed. The charm creature regards the dryad as a trusted friend to be heeded and protected. Although the target isn't under the dryad's control, it takes the dryad's request or actions in the most favorable way it can. So, that's good to know. Um, Each time the dryad or its allies do anything harmful to the target, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. Otherwise, the effect lasts 24 hours or until the dryad dies is on a different plane of existence from the target or ends it as a bonus action. If a target saving throw is successful, the target is immune to the dryad's fey charm for the next 24 hours. The dryad can have no more than one humanoid and up to three beasts charmed at a time.
0: Three beasts.
1: Three beasts. So... You could get up to three bears, three buck bears, on your side, and they would all attack on your turn. So while That's she's only a level one CR, and it doesn't say there's a limit to the beast, just has to be a beast or a human.
0: Are you saying in terms of like CR? Yeah. I uh, just like dinosaurs are beasts technically. Yeah. So just you, saying are, that
1: is a dragon a beast?
0: No, it's a monstrosity. I think.
1: Oh. Whatever, man. That's still. Pretty badass. You could get three Just of look them. Look that up. Now you've
0: got. It's not a beast. I do know that, but I want to say it falls under monstrosities.
1: Uh. Da, 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 Why isn't it in there? Cyclops, Baylor. That's demons. It'll be after demons. those. Her devils. One of the two. They're
0: different. There. They are just this dragon. It's this tiny text right here?
1: Gargantuan dragon. Chaotic evil. That's for the black dragon.
0: They are dragons.
1: So, it's They're they have beast. their own club.
0: They're cooler than you.
1: <laughs> There's only like eight members. <laughs> but, no, no. Ten. Five and
0: five. Five
1: yeah. and five, yeah. Uh, anywho, that's the dragon. Is that drag. undead
0: one? Is the undead one welcome in the club?
1: You know, I... Well, if he pays
0: his dues, you can pretty much get in any club. You just club. gotta
1: pay the fine and nobody really cares. thank <laughs> you Oh, that's so scary. Anyway, that's the dryad. It seems super sexist. It seems <laughs> I don't know. That just seems unfair.
0: It, it does. It's. Uh, I will wholeheartedly I will... agree with you.
1: Okay, so as a DM, I would totally put a male dryad, like, and it would be for cool trees, like c- big air quotes, more masculine trees, like I don't know, huge air quotes, like an oak or, uh, you know. I don't know
0: trees. <laughs> Joshua tree. It's got a male yeah! name. Yeah,
1: like uh, in um, what should call it? The Apollo series
0: Apollo from what's his face from
1: um the books. Yeah, the Joshua tree was a cool, laid back guy.
0: As you are, as your tree. What? What's? Well, you got a lot of stresses. Well, especially I've when you live in the desert. That's true.
1: <laughs> no water. Wildfire fow- fires. Forest fires. They're total buzzkills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk about the Roper.
1: Roper, which looks nothing like I thought it would.
0: No, it doesn't look like a bundle of ropes. (laughs) (laughs) It looks nothing like the Roper is found on page two sixty one. It is a cage. It is a cage creature. It's a cave creature. Oh, I was like a cage cage creature. creature? It's a cave creature. Uh, Mm. It looks like a stalactite or a stalagmite. And this is our second recording of this episode. Oh yeah, the so first one didn't record I'm going well. i tell you Sorry. a thing. So a stalactite is tight to the ceiling, and a stalagmite might, might reach the ceiling. Keep that in mind. Now you know which position. it is. The more you know. Ta-da! Geological information. So, a roper eats any creature. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward, from underdark <laughs> from underdark beast to adventurers in their gear so a roper has the appearance of a stalagmite or stalactite you know what the difference is now uh and they love to attack with surprise uh they use thousands of sticky cilia beneath its base so it has
1: tiny tiny little feet tiny tiny little feet like bacteria
0: like little fl- those are flagella Oh, but they're the same thing. right? Similar, but it's bigger. They're a little bit bigger in this case. Okay, same thing. Still same <laughs> concept, yeah. And I just like to imagine <laughs> tiny feet like, <laughs> rolling and running. It's great. I just <laughs> see
1: it move without actually stepping. Just kind
0: of floats. I oh yeah, feel.
1: kind of gliding across the floor, ever so slowly so, like, it's like and air, creepy. It stops
0: and then sounds like stone sliding. That's how I imagine it. Like
1: oh, that'd be creepy, right. like stone on stone type sound.
0: That's yeah. stone scrape. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it creeps up cave walls all along stone ceilings, finding the best position from which to attack. They are underdark hunters. Uh, their job is to just creep around the underdark trying to find them. Their hunting tactic is to sneak up on you or pretend to be a rock.
1: <laughs> Hard life for the roper. <laughs> it's a very difficult. So many requirements.
0: So it does look like a rock. It looks like...
1: It looks like a pimply rock.
0: It's a pimply rock with a single eye and like a giant fucking mouth.
1: Giant fucking mouth. And
0: I believe six tentacles. Okay. Tentacles. So it, it looks like a rocky dildo with tentacles. It's you don't like
1: get tentacles, you get
0: six tentacles. Hexicles. 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 So uh, they are hunters. Uh, a roper can hold still for long hours, shutting its single eye to look like a nothing more than a mundane formation of rock. Creatures that come Same. Too clo- <laughs> 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 when you
1: close. When I close my eyes, I just look like a
0: rock. Yep. <laughs> the roper then makes horrible guttural sounds when it finds an uh, enemy or creature. Ah! Tries to grab it tightly with its tentacles and then tries to draw it close to take a fatal bite with its stony teeth.
1: <laughs> I just want to be the adventurer in this cave. La 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 la. Like, I don't even know what a guttural sound sounds like. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like it came from your gut. And just be like, the fuck is that? And they're like, ah! It's a rock with teeth.
0: <laughs> and
1: tentacles. And who, who gave it and, tentacles? And sex... Sex... Sexicles. Jesus. Okay.
0: Seen enough hentai to know where that was going.
1: Hey, don't judge me when I do in my personal time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Food wars. All right. So, a roper can digest anything it eats with the exception of platinum, gemstones, and magic items so you're fucked if it eats your gold or silver or copper but platinum's okay before you go cave diving make sure you get that platinum magic exchange all your goods to platinum (laughs) don't want to get too heavy with coin (laughs) uh sometimes people will go and retrieve those items that it swallowed and wait for it to shit i guess or cut it open and take so Witch of the
1: coast as you may have noticed throughout our podcast doesn't say one how things fuck and two how things shit how does this thing shit? I just want to know. I, I need. What if it to just know.
0: vomits it? Stuff back up.
1: What if it hangs from the ceiling upside down and
0: poops it? Like a sloth? No, they come to the ground to poop. They once come per to week. the ground to
1: poop, kind of like bats yeah. or birds. You just birds. walking through and get busted on the face with a bunch of plat. And I mean, are road person <laughs> nearby. <Woo!
0: up> <laughs> God, that's, that, so there's a saying that if you get pooped on by a bird on your left shoulder, it's good luck. fuck that. Fuck, I know, fuck, (laughs) if a bird shits on me, there's no luck involved, there's revenge, and it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, imagine, like, a roper shits on you, and some platinum coins hit you on your left side, are you in luck, or are you about to be the next meal? I think that'd
1: be, side note, that'd be really cool in a cave, as kind of a hint that there's something there, is like, oh, you notice this special plated armor and it's you know it's magical yeah but
0: but it's n- also covered in shit
1: it's covered in this gooey slimy substance and <laughs> a bunch of platinum pieces no gold or silver but rubies and platinum and it's like kind of sporadically through there because you know they would totally get enraptured by finding random treasure not even thinking that something put it there or shit it out
0: and that would that be the would best be... part. Describing it as like a, you find these random piles of stuff as people have come through the cave and disappeared. And for the entire session, they're just digging through rope or shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it smell so weird? Because it's shit. Oh, what
1: is it that we used to, that we did, um, boggle oil.
0: Boggle oil. <laughs> it's the slippery. It's the slippery. And filled with platinum, now. So, oh, we should sell boggle oil as like a laxative.
1: You should sell boggle oil. I'm not getting caught by the FDA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, it's possible for adventurers to go and kill these things and retrieve the items after its death. A uh, roper's digestive juices are also valuable, fetching a high price for alchemists who use them as solvents. So, they have weakening tendrils. Essentially, when they grab you, they have sticky little tendrils that stick out of their tentacles that drain your strength from you, and that's part of their actions. So, a roper is a large monstrosity. It is neutral evil. It has an AC of 20, because fuck you, that's why. Because it's a rock. It's a rock, yeah. <laughs> it has 93 hit points, or 143 maximum. Speed of 10 feet, climb of 10 feet. Tiny little feet, they can't move that slow quickly. Slow
1: moving, son of a bitch. <laughs> so
0: damn slow. So you
1: could outrun it if you needed
0: to. You could, definitely mm-hmm. outrun it. But you have to um, get pretty far because, I'll get to that in just a moment, it has a strength of 18 of a plus four, a dex of eight, so a minus one, because it can't move very quickly because, again, it's a fucking rock. Con of plus three at a 17, a seven and a minus two for intelligence, a plus three for wisdom, so it might not be smart, but it's wise, at a score of 16, and then, of course, it's beautiful with a six and a minus two (laughs) modifier. So it has a plus six to see things with perception, and a plus five to stealth. Because also, it's a rock. Sorry, I just had a thought. Uh-huh. Do you
1: remember the episode of SpongeBob where they rode the, the rock? boulders? They rode the boulder.
0: They move faster than a roper, though.
1: But they're also underwater.
0: It's true.
1: I, I really think now that that was a roper. <laughs> and if you would have lifted up, you'd pioneers <laughs> used to ride these babies for miles. <laughs> so I really think that if you had lifted up that boulder, you'd tiny have seen feet. you'd have seen tiny little feet just. <laughs> that's what it sounds like
0: you know that thing's like real right the boulders the boulder? that move randomly in the desert
1: get the fuck out no it's not I'll show
0: you the YouTube video later I'm not even kidding it's a thing you're gonna learn today I don't fucking believe you it's real <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm no
1: scientist but that
0: doesn't sound right <laughs> languages none it can't even talk to its friend like, imagine, like, they're sitting around, like, a water cooler complaining because they're all clogged up from all the heroes they've been eating. Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> they're just
0: like, I haven't shit in two weeks, You Jim. need
1: antacids and stuff. They got heartburn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, they are a CR of five. As they have said before, they are they're very snelf- snelfy. They're very stealthy. They're, <laughs> they're snail-like stealthy. If they're not moving and in a cave formation, you can't tell they're different. Oh. My favorite thing is that it distinguishes from normal cave formations, formations such, as a, such as a stalagmite. So I like to imagine like a roper went out of its cave on accident and everybody was like, what's that rock moving for? Pioneers used to ride <laughs> from all, It's for pizza delivery. So they have grasping tendrils. The roper, <laughs> uh, the roper can have up to six tendrils at a time. Each tendril can be attacked at an AC of 20. 10 hit points. Immunity to poison and psychic damage, because they don't have thinky-thinky bits. Mm. And uh, they are destroying a tendril. deals no damage to the roper, which can extrude a replacement tendril on its next turn. The tendril can also be broken if the creature takes an action to succeed a DC 15 strength check against it. Shit! So You have to hit the main body to do any damage. That's fucked up. That
1: feels like a cheap trick in a video game. Like... I've we've seen that trope before where you're attacking and attacking and attacking and you're like why isn't it working? It's like you're not hitting the right part. Yeah. Like you need to hit it in the middle. <laughs>
0: There's like, hey, listen. And it's a period. Oh my God. Head.
1: I immediately yeah. went to Zelda and I yep. just didn't want to say anything because yep. I compare everything to it.
0: <laughs> so it can spider climb. The roper can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings, without needing to make an ability check. But it's going it to go slow as fuck. Slow as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the slowest <laughs> spider you climb. Imagine
1: catching it in the middle, just like in the middle of a wall, like a giant cave pimple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cave dick.
1: <laughs> oh, it has an Audi.
0: <laughs> oh, So, uh, it has multi-attack. It gets four attacks. Damn. uh, With its tendrils. um, And it can use real on every single one of them. Oh, excuse me. It makes four attacks and one bite. With its four tendrils, one bite. Damn. Yeah. So, it brings you in and then it bites you. But it has to pick which person it bites. If it gets more than one. So, its melee is plus seven to hit. It has a reach of five feet. And it does 22 piercing damage or 48 plus 4. Its tendrils can also reach out. That was its bite now for the tendrils, which are slapping you. Plus 7 to hit as well. Reach of 50 feet. So yeah, you can dash. Most people can dash 60 feet. And then it moves 10. You're in range again. Uh. Mm -hmm. Until the grapple ends, the target is restrained and has disadvantage on strength checks and saving throws. And the roper can't use the same tendril (laughs) on another target. So, if it mo- loses tendril, it gets fewer attacks. That's understandable, because how else is it going to do? And then reel. The roper pulls each creature grappled by up to 25 feet straight towards it.
1: So, it would take how long? If it comes out, when you say 50 feet, it would take two turns to bring you in? Because it moves 25? Yes.
0: But it does reel after it's attacks. So, tendril, 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 reel, bite. That is its order of actions every turn as long as they're within five wow yeah
1: i want to drop one of those on a fifth level party and watch them freak the fuck out
0: (laughs) yeah and there's the dc grapple of 15 and it's made at disadvantage because of its uh weakening tendrils Mm, so it's harder to get out of it you can cut it off but it doesn't do damage to the monster so we've drawn these buttes
1: yeah we have we have And like we said before, this is our second recording. Um, And we don't redraw because...
0: no. Why? (laughs) So I'm going to show Jamie my drawing. So I'm going to show Jamie my picture. Not recording. Uh, This (laughs) is is. (laughs) my beautiful dryad. (laughs) It looks like a drag queen wearing shrubbery. It
1: looks like a ghost.
0: A little bit. It has no defined feet. I really should have added feet to it. But doesn't it look like it it's got this the
1: beautiful Casper tail, like
0: <laughs> But it has the cheekbones of somebody who painted them on themselves.
1: It's a little bitty head for a big old body.
0: It does. It but looks it was
1: if you look at the picture on page one twenty-one of the Marshmallow yeah. of the Marshall Manual, it's not an easy thing to draw. We are not expert dra- drawers by any Extends the imagination, so it's a hard one to draw. I will give you that because it uses the color to just show that it's leaves and to it's show
0: leaves.
1: So it's not like a person. So it's, it's
0: very w- brushy, bushy, yeah. if you will. Bushy. bushy,
1: bushy, especially in the downstairs bits.
0: <laughs> it is very focused to brush there to hide her downstairs bits in the book. I boat. wonder if they
1: have downstairs bits now that they're dryads.
0: Just bark over like a Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, a, what is that, Dogma, when they don't have the the privates? Alan Rickman, he's like, we don't have anything. And he just, like, knocks on its privates. It's like a doll. <laughs> anyway, it's a great movie. Miss Alan Rickman.
0: Anyway, here's mine. May he rest in peace. Oh, God, right? Aw, uh, you put more than one roper. You went above and beyond the Call of Duty. I
1: don't, but I wonder if they hang out together since they can't talk.
0: I mean there's no reason I said the water cooler thing they can't talk to each other they can't complain about their bipolar It also
1: problems. makes me wonder if they use some form of S- non-verbal verbal communication. Yeah. Like not like a not like sign language but like cuz what are they communicating to what what the hell are Rupert talking about? <laughs> I'm just sitting on this wall today. <laughs> Sat on the wall yesterday. Um, um, um but mine's a little adventurer about to get 8. <laughs> He's about to hear a guttural
0: sound. <laughs> 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 <And that'll> <laughs> <laughs> if they're in range, that's what, like five of them at once?
1: Well, these guys probably wouldn't be in range. The guys in the foreground. but
0: So there's like three in the foreground? The
1: guys in the back could probably take him. Plus, there's probably more. This is just, it's its infested with, with ropers. ropers.
0: Fighting for all the food.
1: Roper infestation. You know, Apparently, like one of them's going to grab egg. like
0: a leg and the other one's going to grab like an arm and then rip size that adventurer of that in that
1: mouth, It could grab the whole adventurer. I imagine it just swallows them whole.
0: It is large, so it's five by five or ten by ten.
1: Oh, hell yeah. It just swallows that because that mouth takes up, at least in the picture, it takes up almost the entire face.
0: It bites for 22 damage base.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. Eating it whole. It's going to try to at least. Oh, it should. It's going to eat it like a duck.
0: It hasn't <laughs> eaten in a while. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's why. They, they're they like snakes. They eat like every two
0: weeks and that's it. Or once a month. How, how busy is the cave?
1: I guess. I guess, it depends, dark I guess it depends on how many adventurers go in
0: there. <laughs> yeah, how busy is your cave? Is it a well-visited cave?
1: It could be like a dare in the village to go to this cave that no one ever comes out of because there's the just a bunch of ropers there.
0: That'd be a good like starting adventure for like level threes. Like, oh, there's a hidden cave.
1: It's a CR5.
0: But a lot of level threes. Maybe some fours.
1: Ten levels, <laughs> because they ain't got nothing. This the, gonna beat the you shit. could do
0: this as like a shitty horror movie for oh, teens.
1: Man, what if a dragon got ropers and put them in their cave to protect their hoard?
0: That'd be good.
1: Because they don't eat the gold; it just it just burns it up in their platinum, stomach though. acid. No, like like they don't. They're not hoarding the gold, ropers. It, their stomach they're acid the breaks it up. Stuff. Yeah, and they it just this doesn't make it. But the platinum is strong enough. To make it out. So I imagine it's like, uh, you know when you find a nickel or something that's been through hard times and it's all like dented and cut and it's all gross. I imagine that's what the platinum looks like yeah. when it comes out of them. It's not, it's still there, but it's just damaged. So that'd be cool. Um, have it like in front of the dragon's horde, all these ropers that are attacking. And the, the dragon just comes through and like takes all the platinum and shit and just pushes in it. The platinum ordered. shit. And a bunch of magic items and nice stuff. And it's like, oh another good haul today
0: (laughs) so and and it's like luring other people in yeah because it's it's like like
1: it's like a thing people go in there they don't come out but like and all these adventures have gone and brave people from all over the you know
0: come to get eaten by the ropers (laughs) come
1: to get eaten by something in the cave little do they know it's a rock (laughs) (laughs) one rock and then it's you can't tell people that story that's not a good story they got eaten by the rock you want to tell them no they got eaten by a dragon there's a dragon in there yeah (laughs)
0: totally wasn't the rocks
1: <laughs> totally wasn't a rock I can't imagine telling that story there was just this rock and uh, it went <laughs>
0: le, 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 le. <laughs> and, and it, it ate Fred it <laughs> ate him
1: whole <laughs> <laughs> okay so RDM DM tips or whatever we're going to talk about this T- time
0: cursed items and trap Billy.
1: cursed items and trap so a few days ago in real time um, I posted it was a cartoon by someone sorry I don't remember their name whatever. Um, Check out
0: our Instagram. I think it was the 16th of July.
1: It was all over our social media. But it talked about someone using a bag of devouring putting it over someone's head and decapitating them. And I thought that was amazing. I'm like, I never would have thought of that. I never would have thought to take somebody's face off with this thing. Um, And it had me thinking of other cursed items that we've encountered in our campaigns. One really, really good one was done by a DM friend of ours named Deanne. And she had... A bracelet that another player got it wasn't Zach or myself Um, and what this would do is when the player put it on they were engulfed in flames that did not hurt them but it burned off anything non-magical that they had on them and so they would do that and all is well and good but they can do this incredible fire damage and stuff but they can't touch anything they can't eat anything
0: they were a real big hugger too oh yeah
1: it went on the most friendly character.
0: <laughs> it's like hug
1: me, brother, and like, just like also <laughs>
0: burn them alive. No,
1: so they took it off, and the fire went away, and they're like, okay, well that was fun. And then I think a second time, they were stuck in something. There it was. They were in some sort of trap, or they were. Fighting some sort of monster, and I was in my character, who is Markle at the time, a little boy. He was like, Put on the bracelet! And like, so thinking you'll get engulfed in flames and they'll let you go. And so they did that. That happened. It was cool. It worked out. Cool. And then, <laughs> then the unthinkable I'm happened. <laughs> Time number three, as most of you have probably guessed, was not the best. So they put the the bracelet on trying to help the party, thinking they would now be able to do more damage. And then I think they had to make some, like a wisdom save or something. Yes. But then they got teleported to a dimensional plane of
0: fire. It was the elemental plane of fire, yeah.
1: And we didn't see that character
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that character made it, what, five sessions? Yeah. So it ended up being cursed through a elemental. It was a fire elemental Mm -hmm. in the bracelet. And by giving in for the third time, it was enough for it to exude its will on her. Yeah.
1: And it had to make, she had to make like a will. save. She
0: failed the save. And so it like engulfed her in flames. And
1: and And like in our game, this character just vanishes. And we're like, Oh, shit.
0: I, think, <laughs> I, I think it was like, I had it intimidated away or something. I did something to be like, go away, please don't murder us. And um, it just like poofed itself back to the the, the, p- the element yeah. of Plane of Fire. It was oh, terrifying. Yeah. She's like, I guess you gotta make a new character. And, and
1: this DM is a very good DM. There were, I wasn't paying attention, it wasn't my character. Um, but there were some subtle signs that you should not put this back on. Whenever the DM
0: asks you, are you sure you want to do that? Reconsider. Well,
1: she had also been told you can't eat when you're when you're doing You can't touch anybody. You can't do anything. So if you stay in that form, she would have died eventually. She's just naked. Yeah. So
0: the character was male. Always naked. Huge Burned male off character. off hair too. <laughs> Barbarian, I think.
1: Yeah. Huge naked <laughs> male character. Um, super fun. Um, and then that that happened. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was such a great thing. We've yeah. done a ton of. They're not cursed items, but they're pretty pretty fun items.
0: Elaborate. I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember it? the shit I've done. I did. Oh, the Insomniac Flask.
1: flask. That flask was the a good Insomniac.
0: one. That one was real fucked up.
1: It was great. I did, It did not get used to its full potential, but it was a great item. Yeah.
0: So this was an idea from like a. a, a book of magic items i read and then i changed it slightly but it was essentially any caster class could use it and what they would do is they would store their sleep in it so they would take a sip from the flask and if they passed the save they could pass eight hours of sleep into it and regain their spell slots if you failed in the <laughs> past to, the, the dc required to pass it got exponentially harder every time you used it you would be forced to sleep all of it so if you, like, stored eight hours into it, your body would need 16 hours if you drank from it and used it normally. Like, you just get an extra day of spells. Done. I think I require that they had exhaustion for that whole day, just first-level exhaustion, because they didn't technically sleep.
1: Yeah. But they got all their spell slots yeah. back.
0: So you could easily just, like, pour your sleep into it. But if you failed, and this is the curse part, however many days you stored in it, you had to sleep, including that day. Yeah, so and all went, like, at once,
1: wherever you were that you failed to save, you just passed out and were unwakeable until nothing. you satisfied You couldn't asleep. use like, the
0: general sleep roll where you slap them awake. They were you unconscious. You're in a
1: magical sleep, pretty it much. It was like
0: a magically induced coma, which is what I would love every day.
1: Oh, God, right? right? I, would prefer, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't mind being awake. Sleep is great, though. Sleep is beautiful because so it's been so fracking hot oh, yeah Jesus Christ anyway. that is
0: my one of the ones I made did I make another cursed item what else have I done to do be with people do you
1: remember when we we sat and we made up all those fun little magic items because they weren't cursed they were more fun
0: they were goofy yeah I like, remember the shotgun that was a wand
1: there was the one that was it was
0: does was a bear was it a woods? it was Suckers? like you
1: did it yeah. and like it filled the room with popcorn <laughs>
0: We did. So I had a wizard. I forgot about that dude. His <laughs> name was Randall or Roger or whatever. I don't remember. Roger was just a dick who had magic and found out how to make the most ridiculous spells. So his thing was like you could read the spell. And at one point, it was essentially five. It only affected five square feet. Mm. And in this case, it would affect five square feet and generate popcorn to fill it all. Five cu- five cubic feet of popcorn.
1: So, <laughs> I always thought that was really funny. You made right. other ones like other ones like like that. They're not necessarily harmful, but they're not necessarily useful.
0: No, there was one that would like f- the person who read it would be oh, trapped in the earth. You
1: did the garage sale one we, we went. We were traveling and we did the garage sale, and all these items they had something. Some of them were cool. Like one of them was a hair comb. And it always kept your hair clean, like you didn't have to wash your hair with it.
0: And then there was one that was like a rain jacket, permanently like. Oh, that was nice. it was like a hurricane or. Um, it was like, like a, light a blizzard. Drizzle. Yeah, it completely negated weather for yeah. you.
1: I got that one; it was pretty cool. But we've you can use your imagination on these things. There there are tips for making cursed items in the Dungeon Master's yes, Guide. Yes, the correct?
0: DM's guide will get you through making your own magic items. But
1: please. Have at it. If you have an idea, go through the steps and try and make it work. Also, hit up Reddit. Hit up Google. You will find tons of shit. But now, on to traps.
0: So, we're going to talk about four basic things you need to do to make a good trap for your players. And then a little bit of an elaboration on those. So, the first step is that you got to design your puzzle. So you got to put that shit together. Fuck puzzles. So uh, you hate puzzles. I love puzzles. <laughs> I don't <So> feel smart. <laughs> the first step is that whenever you're presenting it to a player, the player should recognize it's a puzzle. So make sure it's obvious to a degree of like, if this is the main path, it's a puzzle. You got to figure that out. The players dis- and through this is kind of the progression of which they should do it. So the players recognize it's a puzzle. The next step is that the players discover the clues and objects needed to solve the goal or the puzzle. The players associate the relationship of clues with the puzzle and each other and work out potential solutions. The players solve the puzzle with the proper solution. So this is coming from an ask a game dev or ask a game dev from Tumblr. Dev. Yeah, it's hard to say, apparently. So, the designer must make it clear to the players what is happening and what to look for for each step of the way. This means that the designer needs to clearly establish context for all four of the elements above. More specifically, let's say we're showing a player a goal. Hey, look at that. It's a locked door, a locked chest, or an object they want. But also clearly shows that it's not immediately attainable. So, you can't just unlock the door. You can't just so grab an item. It's
1: locked. locked. And there's no key around it. (laughs) And there
0: seems to be no, there may not be a keyhole in general. So, how do you open a door that's just closed with nothing?
1: You ask it nicely. You ask it,
0: please. So, (laughs) open sesame, I believe, is the key for that. So, you place and advertise the clues to the puzzle go within the environment. This can be subtle or it can be obvious, depending on where the puzzle is optional or part of the critical path. Provide a way for the player to experiment and learn how the clues interact and behave. This doesn't have to mean the players can make attempts until they succeed, but it does mean that they can get enough tries with the puzzle to learn the rules. And lastly, create a solution for the puzzle that isn't too difficult or too easy for the challenge level to design for the design chosen. So, I had like a puzzle room where it was like it was a puzzle dungeon at one point. I don't Mm. remember if you played this one. Probably not because you hate puzzles.
1: Well, the last one. Okay, when we did this the first time, you talked about when we had to make the fucking animal
0: noises. (laughs) That is my favorite puzzle I've ever done. That was the worst because it was. It was pretty much obvious. The way it was designed was there was a like glade, like a beautiful, pristine glade in the middle of this forest. There was a nice puddle in the center. You could look into it, but every time you got close to it, it kinda had these like stone hinged, like three part pillars that just made like little gateways. If you approached, you were barricaded. There was an invisible barrier that you could not cross. Of the I think it was like a three or four person party. I don't remember how it was was. small, it was like three or four. And so there were um, three passageways that you can go through. One of them was closed. It just collapsed. So there was no... But it still blocked the way. And all all of them, there were pictures of animals carved into the stone. And on each one, their ears were drilled and there was a hole in the ear. And so... See, I don't think I caught that part. Yeah. So there was a hole where they would clearly hear. So that was the hint. There's an animal and there's a sound. So I had a... um, I think a wolf, a bird of some kind, I think. And then lastly, a deer. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what deer sound like. It is not a common, like, <laughs> trivial amount of knowledge that people think of.
1: It's something I've never hunted. I've never been outside. I've never had to communicate with a deer. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the hell a deer sounds like.
0: So I got to watch a table of grown-ass adults <laughs> try to guess the sounds of deer <laughs> it was beautiful
1: it was it was
0: really fun. i regret not recording that session i don't record many sessions because i'm judgmental of myself so it was it was beautiful and it was so fun to watch their faces when when they figured it out they got to like the wolves They're so like okay cool they started howling at the table <laughs> <laughs> cool good job <laughs> you nailed it and they're like Is this a deer? I'm like, yes. And I could, Jamie's face at that point was just like, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you and your deer. But, oh, by the way, (laughs) is that what a deer sounds like? No? Okay, other deer sounds. Just like everybody was trying. I was
1: like, it makes almost like a. It'll hiss. It's like a. No, it won't. Shut the front door.
0: Deer make a lot of weird sounds. They can hiss. They'll. um, This is what a
1: turtle makes, too. Okay, so random funny story. When I was a kid, I was like in middle school and my best friend was like we were talking we're like what sound does a turtle make and she Ugh. was like she was like <sighs> and i was like ha ha ha, ha you're dumb <laughs> that's not the sound turtles make um but then later me and this person were watching like the nature channel or something and there was a turtle fucking hissing on it. and i was like oh shit and this was years later and this person still looked at me and was like i Told you, <laughs> like like the turtle and uh, Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, what were we talking about?
0: Well, I think we're done.
1: Okay, it, it, it was fun. Animal puzzles. noises were fun. Um, I've done puzzles, but I'm while I'm not really good at solving them. I'm not good at making them either. Like that is a good four system, four rule system yeah, to follow. I helped
0: to make some puzzles for one of your games, um, two or so of them.
1: All futile effort (laughs) as I'm not deeming anything anymore Um, Um, but anywho this is toward the end so if you would love to hear us congratulations you're in the right spot obviously Um, if you want to see our mad humor skills you should check us out on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter at Sweet Tea and D&D all one word but if you're looking for us on a particular podcast maybe you're suggesting us to a friend uh, make sure they separate those words and uh, then we'll pop up and put them again and then will show up um and
0: bye bye <laughs>